this is Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week we return to our monthly series of Marvel Madness. Don't you love alliteration, Scott? I do. It is very entertaining. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So this week we are watching... Thor, released in 2011. And this one does not hold up as well. I wouldn't even put it that way because I never remember looking on this movie fondly. If anything, this is the most fondly I've ever looked at this movie. And that's simply because of Loki. Loki comes off better in this movie now after everything we've seen with Loki in the past. Loki, by far, I think, is the best character, at least best developed character in this movie. And he's not even developed that well No, he's in not. this movie, necessarily. But I guess because of the development he gets in later movies and projects, i.e. the Disney Plus TV show, which I loved, and I can't wait for season two. You know, you feel more for him watching this movie. However, before re-watching this, I mean, I hadn't seen it in probably a couple of years yes yeah, but like if you had asked me before we rewatch it like specifics on anything i don't think i would have been able to tell you specific about I- like the plot like i know he meets thor meets jane and loki is bad and odin is odinous and other characters are there. I- I re- Kat Dennings is funny maybe yeah. <laughs> I-, I remembered for getting kicked out of Asgard. I remember the fight with the giant robotic beast. I barely remember that the frost giants were in this movie. I was like, oh yeah. The movie barely remembers the frost giants were in this movie. That's that's true also. Yes. <laughs> this film was directed by Kenneth Branagh, who is also an actor. We did speak about him not too long ago in season two when we talked about our Harry Potter series. He, of course, was Gilderoy Lockhart in Chamber of Secrets. He was. It was written by three people. There was a duo by the names of Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stentz. They wrote such films as X-Men First Class and apparently they are behind the Big Trouble in Little China remake sequel that's coming out, supposedly, that's being produced by The Rock. I didn't know that was a thing until I did research for this, but that's a, that's a thing, apparently. Still, as, as, as far as I know, in 2021, there was an article that came out that said it was still in production and happening, so I don't know. Big Trouble in Little China is so of its time. I don't know if it needs or warrants a well, sequel. Well, to be fair, A, it's The Rock, and B, I'm sure people said that about Jumanji to relate it to another rock you know, vehicle that kind of took off. That is true, but they also kind of changed it up just enough where it kind of made sense. I don't know what you could do with Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know. I gotta rewatch I don't, that movie. You know, if it were anyone else, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But also, I mean, y- y'all are going to yell at me. I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the list, people. It's on the list. But, I mean, not for any particular reason, just because I never have gotten around to it. I love Kurt Russell, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I get there. But <laughs> And the other screenwriter we have is 
Don Payne, who wrote such films as Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Now, I have neither seen X-Men First Class or Rise of the Silver Surfer, but seeing as how it's a Fantastic Four movie, I'm sure it's not great. <laughs> um, I've seen First Class, I've, which I remember being pretty good. It was a nice little kind of soft reboot to the X-Men series. And uh, I've seen Rise of the Silver Surfer, which I think is better than the first one. This movie that we're talking about today, Thor, it is considered chapter four in phase one of the MCU. This is the first time I think that we're actually like skipping uh, a, a chapter in the MCU because, I mean, there's only 12 months in a year and, you know, some some movies are going to fall in the wayside. Sorry about that. We skipped Iron Man 2. I don't, I feel like no one's going to be too upset about oh, that. Oh, no. I mean, oh. I, I think it's okay, but I don't oh, think anyone's going to I don't be. get to hear Mickey Rourke's bad Russian accent? <laughs> yeah, no, that's unfortunately and not going to happen and today. And hear him complain about his bird? Oh, no. <laughs> so despite the fact that this has kind of like, for an MCU movie, kind of a middle-of-the-road rating with like 77% critics, 76% audience, uh, it obviously made money, but it... it yeah, I feel like everyone pretty much considers it a very, like, lower-tier MCU film. And uh, they're, they're right. I mean, I did enjoy this more probably this time. I actually struggled with my rating, if I wanted to change my rating or not. I actually knocked down a peg. It feels so disjointed at times. This feels like a mess. Like, it's not one consecutive story. A lot of things seem muddled, like... Four's change seems muddled. Loki's plan seems kind of muddled. I don't disagree with your assessment really at all. The only thing that I would say is maybe part of the reason why it's so muddled, as you said, and kind of not really... For a beginning stage MCU film, it seems like there's a lot of side characters that I don't give a fuck about and that seem generally unnecessary. And... Um, it, it did kind of take away somewhat from the more important characters, namely, really, Thor, Loki, and Jane. They're really the central three characters that you... I mean, obviously, there are certain side characters that you need. Like, you need Odin. Yeah. You need Heimdall. Yeah. And I'm not saying Thor can't have buddies, but, like, Thor does not need four nondescript buddies just, like, you know, tagging along and, like, saying nothing basically the whole time. Like, I could not tell you the names of any of his buddies. We got female warrior buddy. We got buddy with funny mustache. We got big buddy that kind of is giving me a Gimli sort of vibe. Yeah. And then um, random Asian guy that said literally like one line in the whole movie. Like, well, what was the point? Of him? I get that they're like in the comics, but like, did we really need all four of them? And then on top of that, we have Kat Dennings being Kat Dennings. Just, and she's barely in the movie. I mean, I got a kick out of like one scene in the movie with her in the very beginning. And then I totally forgot she was even fucking there. Yeah, plus we also have the return of Coulson. Oh, yeah, Coulson's there. And we get introduced to Hawkeye in this movie just yeah. very briefly. And it's like there's a lot going on. And because there's so much else going on, they kind of seem to rush through Thor's supposed maturation. And literally, I was just every time Loki was on screen, I was like eating it up. And then he left. And I'm like, wait, don't leave. <laughs> don't leave, Loki. Come back. Well, okay. You have the beginning part of him where he's kind of like the petulant child 
being given everything. But once he gets off Asgard, that almost is dropped entirely. Yeah. He just meets Pretty Lady and then suddenly he's like fine. Like he's not a baby anymore and he's a man. Yeah, he, he well, he's a man and she lusts after him because they have like one conversation. Yeah, I mean, as far as their chemistry, like I I liked it better than um Tony and Peppers, but I really didn't feel much between them until towards the end. One of the things I thought would have been interesting is if they had more of a connection because she's kind of impulsive and he's kind of the same way, if they connected that more and then connected Odin and Stellan Skarsgård's characters with them being like, no, you have to think about what you do before you do it. But they didn't do that. <laughs> Correct. I agree. So um, let's just get right into the nitty gritty here, guys. Okay. Let's do this. So we start off this movie in present day. We kind of have a bit of a cold open situation. Okay. I actually want to start. I. Oh, okay. Because this is actually something I wanted to talk about. Why this part fails compared to Iron Man doing almost the same thing. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. The, the, yeah, okay. Go ahead. So Iron Man does it and we're introduced to our main character. We are introduced to Tony... Tony's wise cracking with the military and it's fun. It's all good games. And then we see the attack and we're interested already. We're like, what the fuck? Here, we're introduced to our side characters who don't really play an important part. We really don't know anything about them and we don't meet four. So it's just like this scene doesn't feel like it should belong here. Yeah, the the opening, it starts off with our leading lady, so to speak, plus two side characters of the majillion side characters that we're going to meet. There's Jane Foster, who's played by Natalie Portman. We talked about her before when we talked about Mars Attacks, as well as, of course, the Star Wars prequels where she played Padme. So fun fact, earlier, before this movie came out in 2011, she did win an Oscar for her role in Black Swan. And she also had two other movies that came out this same year. She had No Strings Attached and Your Highness that came out the same year. Remember, she was in that fucking movie? Was that the one with, um, oh, God, what's his face with the bad fucking mustache who directed Halloween or wrote Halloween? The new one. Fucking Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, that was a gem, I'm sure. And um, so, yeah, 2011 seemed to be like her year, I guess. I guess so. But uh, we also meet. Eric Selvig, who's played by Stellan Skarsgård. We also talked about him before because he was in Mamma Mia. <laughs> Here I go again. Oh, boy. And we meet, of course, Darcy, who is basically Jane Foster's assistant. And she's played by Kat Dennings. Thankfully, you know, she had a little more to do in the WandaVision TV show, which she was in, which well, she did good in that. But in this, she really has nothing to do. Well, yeah, she doesn't do anything really here. She's kind of just introduced here. I remember she has a more expanded role in the second one. I guess. I don't remember. I Literally, the second one is like the lowest rated fucking Marvel movie I have on my list. But then, yeah, eventually when we do get to WandaVision, that's, she kind of does expand a great deal in that. I do want to mention, because in the opening scene of this movie the three of them are they're scientists and they're chasing this like anomaly that's going on up in there in the clouds and the stars and um they eventually find out it's a black hole essentially coming out of the clear blue but uh they're driving around in like this big van this big like 
RV type situation. And Kat Dennings is, of course, driving it. And it reminded me of WandaVision when she was driving Vision around in the in the little truck. So that, that kind of was a nice nod. I don't know if that was meant to be a nod when they did it in WandaVision, but it kind of reminded me of that, which made me happy. But uh, <laughs> they're driving around looking for, like, the source of this phenomenon. And they somehow, some way hit some guy in the middle of this open-ass field, which the guy turns out to be Thor. But we don't know that just yet, because as soon as the guy is hit by the van, um, we just cut randomly to Odin, played by Anthony Hopkins, and he just starts waxing poetically about the fucking gods. <laughs> and he starts going into this long explanation about how he is the king of Asgard and he's waged war against the frost giants in Jotunheim, which is basically an ice planet. And their evil leader, Laufey, which by the way is not a very scary name for a ice planet king, but I digress. Um, you know, they were at war for the longest time and uh, the Asgardians had to stop Laufey and the ice people from taking over the universe. But yeah, it's, it is kind of jarring because it just kind of comes out of nowhere where Odin pops in and starts talking. And we're like, wait, but what What was that? <laughs> Over there with, her, with the girl hitting the guy with the car. What's happening? So he goes on with this lofty kind of narration. And he explains that the Asgardians meet the frost giants. And they were able to seize the source of the frost giant's power, which is the casket of ancient winters. And it brought peace to the universe and blah, blah, blah. And he has two sons, Loki and Thor. And uh, we get a, a nice little flashback to really young Loki and Thor and their kids and they're like brothers and it's sweet and lovely and then things change when we cut to a more like present day up in Asgard and Thor is about to take the throne of Asgard. Yes he is a hero he, everyone's cheering everyone's like yeah Thor let's do this it's everybody's excited this is really our big introduction to Chris Hemsworth here Thor is gonna be king everyone's excited. Yeah we see all his little friends that I mentioned previously, Lady Thor, Funny Mustache Thor, Gimli Thor, and Asian Thor. They're so <laughs> memorable that they replaced one and no one batted an eye. Yeah, for like I think after this movie, one of them gets replaced by Zachary Levi and nobody cared. So <laughs> Thor is getting ready to take the throne of Asgard and the ceremony is interrupted by the frost giants who have infiltrated Asgard and they tried to retrieve the casket of ancient winters. Odin senses them and releases this giant metal robot mm. that kills them all. I'm like, why don't you just have the giant robot, you know, constantly guarding things? Why do I need to sense it to release the giant robot? I don't know, because then we don't get to this point in the movie where Odin's in the room with Thor and Loki, and Thor's like, rawr, we must attack the frost giants. They came into our vault, and they tried to steal from us, and Odin's like, no. No, no, young Thor, we must not do that, my son, for we have a, a, a truce with them, and we do not want a war with the frost giants. And Thor's like, meh. 
and no, I want to, I want to fight. I'm the king. And I Od- have a giant hammer. I want to use it. Oh, Odin literally, he turns around. Uh, Anthony Hopkins has got some deliveries in this movie that are like, oh, oh my goodness. They're like very drama queen. Odin like swivels his head around to Thor and he's like, you are not king. Not yet. And it literally gave me like After Earth vibes from uh, Will Smith when he turns to Jaden. He's like, Deny! Sit down! I was going to start crying. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go with, uh, I just can't wait to be king. Oh, I mean, there's. And, and Sazu goes, Not yet. <laughs> there's a lot of, depending on your opinion, subtle or not subtle references kind of to Lion King. Not just with the, like, I can't wait to be king, but also there's like. A very Scar and Mufasa situation going on between Loki and Thor well, throughout the movie. Well, that, really, all the movies. Well, that is also because of Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh likes to direct Shakespearean stuff, and he's been in tons of Shakespearean things. Well, yes. You know what else is Kenneth Branagh's thing? At least in 2011, I guess. Uh, Dutch angles. Like, oh my God, so there's many. so many Dutch angles. If you don't know what a Dutch angle is, it's basically whenever they take the camera and tilt it to the side to give it a very like wonky feeling, essentially. Like if we were the POV of Michael Myers as he tilts his head to the right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so it's used all the time that it loses all meaning and purpose. Yeah, there's so many in this movie, and you're like, why is this here? Like, what's the point of this? Like, we get it. Things are weird because the gods, uh, oh, on Earth, what? It's like, okay, we get it. Like, we don't have to keep tilting the camera. It's making me seasick. But, um, yeah, Odin's like, oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. But Thor's pissed, and he wants to go to the ice planet. So he's sitting in a room with all his bric-a-brac friends. He flips a table. That nobody cares about. Yeah, he's Teresa Judice. He flips a table. He's so mad. And <laughs> Loki, this is the first time you see Loki, like, subtly, like, being manipulative and stuff. Like, he comes off very, like, brotherly and wanting to protect his brother and so on and so forth. But then he's, like, very subtly kind of egging him on and making Thor, like, more upset. So eventually Thor's like, fuck it, let's go to the ice planet. Well, this is the thing about Tom Hiddleston. I love Tom Hiddleston so much in this movie like, and as Loki in general. But, but like, if you know Norse mythology, you know Loki's supposed to be the god of mischief, blah, blah, blah. But when Loki first appears, he does seem like just the helpful brother trying to console for. But there's the way he moves his eyes and the way he like it's very shifty he's very shifty and it's like that is good (laughs) another watch i see what you're doing here so thor and loki and nondescript friends they go to the bridge between realms and the guard of the bridge is heimdall and he's played by motherfucking idris elba bitch the whole gang goes over to the ice planet and a battle ensues. And um, we notice during this battle a very important fact. Um, no, not just that there's an absorbent amount of CGI to the point where, like, I don't even care what's happening because uh, there's just computer gook just smear all over the screen at this point. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But uh, we notice Loki's skin while he's fighting with one of the frost giants 
it turns blue. Ooh, that's that's interesting. Well, that's interesting, and I feel like this is the only movie where that actually like comes up. I I just I feel like they'd never touch on this again. Well, not specifically the frost giant part, maybe, but they definitely focus a lot on the fact that Loki never fully felt or feels like Odin's son. So when uh fucking the frost giants are fighting with Captain Thor and the Planeteers, you know, um, <laughs> like at one point they're running away and Gimli Thor guy is carrying fancy mustache guy on his back. I'm like, did he get hurt? Did something happen to yeah. mustache guy? He, I wasn't even paying attention yeah, to him. He, he does get stabbed by ice. But like nobody cares. Well, I always, <laughs> the other part I wanted to bring up here in this fight is they clearly have a fucking Marty McFly goddamn moment here. What's that? Loki is like, hey, okay, yes, we will gladly leave. <gasps> oh, yes. Okay, go, go, go. Yes, 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 yes. We, we will gladly leave. There's no problem here. And they're walking away, and the big uh, one of the frost giants goes, huh, you're such a princess. Oh, and, and then, Loki's uh, like, damn. <laughs> and Thor just turns around and smashes him with the hammer. Yeah, that's fun. Nobody calls me yellow. Oh, no. So Odin <laughs> comes in. Uh, with you know his army and he intervenes just in the nick of time to save the day but the frost giants are pissed and their truce is broken and he tells Laufey look he, he's just a boy trying to prove himself a man take take his actions of the actions of a boy yeah oh yeah he killed like hundreds of my people yeah let me take his actions lightly yeah so they, he drags his ass home and set, and like goes off on Thor the old ways are done you'd stand giving speeches while Asgard falls you are a vain greedy cruel boy and you are an old man and a fool Odin decides that uh, Thor is going to be stripped of his godlike powers and he banishes him to earth as a mortal and sends him there with the hammer but he enchants the hammer to only allow the worthy to wield it. Yeah, so four comes crashing down. We cut back to the scene where four gets hit by the car. And the hammer also crashes down a distance away. Thor is running around, screaming into the ether, Father, Father, take me back! And they all think that he's fucking crazy, so Darcy ends up tasing him. And <laughs> the three of them take him to the hospital because they think he's, like, fucking crazy and badly injured, possibly, you know, from getting hit by a car. Hit by a car. <laughs> now I think is a good time to discuss something, a segment that we haven't really done in a hot minute. Perhaps we can discuss it right now scott what do, you, what do you think i think let's do it okay so allow me to introduce one of our favorite segments here on shoot the flick <gasps> the, the cast could have been okay so obviously we're going to talk about thor as the character in the mcu what were the casting choices what happened what is the hot tea the hot goss so there were several actors considered for the character of Thor. The first choice being none other than 007 himself, Daniel Craig. Uh, uh. Oh, are you mad about that? I am I wasn't that mad when I saw that. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. He's a very buff, hard-faced, like jagged fucking exactly. jawline. That's the thing, though. He's got a very hard face. Thor has always been a pretty boy. No, well, not now. He's still a pretty boy. It's just hair isn't as long. <laughs> But we also had uh, a host of other people, including Channing Tatum, 
There's the pretty boy. Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. There's the pretty boy. Joel Kinnaman, who played Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's still pretty boy, but... Uh. Alexander Skarsgård, which would have been funny because <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård is also in this movie. That would have been very funny. And um, an interesting one that I thought you might find peculiar. Triple H. The it, wrestler. The hair. It's the hair. That would have been a weird comeback for him, I guess. Well, he's done movies. He's never good not in the movies. W- I'm sure WWE movies he's done, but not like legitimate movies. He has done a legitimate. He has been in a le- when, where, who, why, how. It's not a good movie. What movie? Blade Trinity. Are you fucking serious? I said it wasn't a good movie. Okay, right, that's that's your that's your okay. I cannot. Uh, well, I I, can- I cannot, sir. But yes, he has been in WWE movies before. He was in a movie called The Chaperone, which I've never seen. Oh, for God's sake! The, the point is, it worked out for the best. The final choice between who was going to be Thor was between Chris Hemsworth and his own brother Liam Hemsworth. And, uh, you know, Chris, I, I'm, I'm Chris, hoping that didn't cause too much family strife, but... I, I think Liam's fine. Liam's done pretty okay Liam's for himself. Liam's fine, yeah. I think I think if Liam... I hope someday they offer Liam, like, an MCU role. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe, maybe Thor has another little brother. Or another brother somewhere out in the world. Because, you know, I'm sure Odin got around. Zeus got around. Zeus I'm sure got Odin, around. I'm sure Odin got around, too. Um, I don't think... I don't, I don't think he has another brother. Mm. Not that I know of, but mm. I, I can. Mm. You never know. But um, also, I, I did want to mention, as far as Chris Hemsworth during this time, because we did notice like when he came on screen for the first time, he does look a lot different. I mean, obviously, time, you know, ages a person and all, but like he just looks so different than he does now as Thor. Like Scott said, he's a pretty boy, but he looks very much like super-duper pretty boy in this movie. I think this movie, as much as this, you know, four is such a big role for him, I think it's also typecasted him. Because I don't think he has any role that where he isn't slightly four anymore. Well, yeah. Also, just to put it out there, because I found this funny, Cabin in the Woods came out the same year as this. I'm guessing it was shot earlier, and then they kept it on the shelf, and then we found out the movie was coming out. They're like, put it out, because Chris Hemsworth. That's exactly what they did. That's what I was guessing. Okay. Yeah, I think, looking at these other people, I think Chris Hemsworth was the best choice. I mean, this movie, he is really kind of forgettable as a character, but that's not really his fault, I think. I think it's just the movie in general. Well, I I think they stumbled upon what makes Thor and the MCU funny yes as the, as he's in the real world at earth yes. realm they stumbled upon oh hey this guy's pretty funny right when he's being utterly insane and ridiculous for some reason i thought the fish out of water stuff when he comes onto earth is like more of the movie than it is well i think because it kind of continues right it's it totally does and like that we're gonna talk about it in a hot second, but that diner scene—I mean, like yeah. that's one of the most famous scenes in the movie, where he's in the diner and he's drinking coffee. This drink, I like it. I know it's great, right? Another. I think they not just Hemsworth, but like the writers and the MCU, like in general, just kind of had to find his character and how to ingratiate that character in the world that they were trying to build. It does kind of bring up like the question of. How long is the Chris Hemsworth Thor that we know and love going to be sticking around? Well, if they're talking about Lady Thor, and even 
like Natalie Portman. How long do you expect him to have Natalie Portman stick around? Well, I think, I mean, she was out of the game for a while, and then when she came back, obviously that was a big deal. So I don't think she's going anywhere now for a little bit. Uh, yeah, at least a, a, a round or two of movies. Yeah, I think she's going to stick around for a little bit now. Which is good for her because, I mean, I get that, you know, she, she left the franchise, I think, when it was all still kind of in the beginning stages where she I mean I'm sure she didn't realize how big of the of a juggernaut the MCU was going to be so I'm glad that she's back. I think she's a good actress. I don't particularly like her character in the Thor franchise cuz she's kind of just like a bland nondescript character like most of the characters in the Thor movies, but I think if they're going to really focus on her and characterize her, I think they can like really get something good out of her in the future so we'll see but you we'll know. see question i don't know if you know the answer to this i don't know if it's been like publicly said or not do we think the jane in love and thunder that's going to be lady thor do we think she's going to be the jane from this movie <sighs> I, I, or is that is that like out of, we don't know because all this multiverse shit is going on the multiverse is like blowing everybody's brains out right now because nobody knows what we've known in the past and what is new. Like, it's all fucking jumbled. It's all going to be jumbled. I but I'm, like, down for that. Because, you know, like, Back to the Future is my favorite movie. I'm all about different timelines and fucking universes and shit. I, I'm, like, down. It's going to be very interesting going forward what they choose to keep. And that's why, like, even though the What If series kind of got a... Uh, I don't think so. I think now that the multiverse stuff is coming back up, though, I think people are going to... Because I watched... I didn't even finish What If. I've only seen half the episodes at this point. But, but I, I I just know people have kind of been like, it was okay. It wasn't yeah. great. The ones that I saw were great. I really loved What They if. were fun. I think you could see some of those possibly get expanded yeah. into future roles. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking because I think when What If came out... We're getting a little off topic, but that's okay. Four is a simple movie. We'll come back. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's okay. We're talking Marvel. It's fine. I think that with What If... Because I know I felt like this when What If came out. I thought that it was just like, oh, this is this is cool. Like, oh, what if this happened? Da, 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 da. But I didn't think it would actually have like genuine connections to like the fucking movies and shit and like stuff that could potentially happen in the movies. I think what if was a testing thing. Right. Like the only ones that can't happen of course are unfortunately Chadwick. Right. Becoming of course. Star -Lord. I mean that's obvious. Yeah. It's sad but. And I don't think they would do Captain Britain just because they literally almost beat for beat copied the Captain America storyline and just made right, yeah, Britain. I don't think, but I I did love that episode, but yeah, I don't think they would do. But like when the fucking uh, zombie one came out and people saw like a zombie type situation, I think in the trailer for Doctor Strange there was a, a zombie situation in there, and then they had a whole Doctor Strange episode of What If that I have to watch now because of this Doctor Strange yeah movie that's gonna come out. So it's like it has actual legitimate potential connections to the movies yeah which i'm again totally down for uh but yes we should uh going back to four yes <laughs> he is um, now in the hospital yes meanwhile shield led by of course phil colson the king clark Gregg, they find mjolnir and immediately set up a base around it. Yeah, they set up a huge base around Mjolnir trying to figure out what the fuck this is and what the fuck we do with it. And also, in the meantime, while fucking Thor is in the hospital, Coulson and 
shield go and like take all of jane foster and gang's research about the black hole in the sky because they figure out the three of them that it's a black hole and there's like a human like figure in the black hole and they're like oh was it that guy that we hit with our car <laughs> like what the fuck so they go back to the hospital looking for him and lo and behold he has, has escaped the hospital <laughs> And they hit him with their car again. Right, because, you know, comedy. <laughs> Rule of three. Did they hit him with the car nope. again? Damn it. Okay, never mind. Rule of two, apparently, in this movie. <laughs> then we get some fish out of water stuff with the diner. And just with Thor generally being like, I am the son of Odin. How dare you treat me this way? You mere mortals. And then he realizes he has no power. And he's like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Well, that's the thing. Like, he again drops that really quickly like almost too quickly yeah i i definitely agree i think they had so much other things going on between asgard stuff and the stuff with the asgard friends the super friends over there and then loki and the you know the trio of scientists and shield and all this shit that they they didn't focus on thor enough just as a character like you said it's a simple story and in a lot of ways it is but feel like they try to add so much shit around it yeah that like the real main thrust of the story the the main center point should be thor's relationship with loki and thor's relationship with jane because as this is all going on loki of course confronts his father about being an ice giant this was one of my favorite scenes in the movie because Loki basically feels like he's been used as like a potential weapon against the fucking frost giants. And that's why Odin took him. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you're just a, a, a baby and you were left there to die. You were Laufey's son and he just left you there. So we took you in and you're you're my son. Like, you know, that, I never wanted to tell you because I never wanted you to feel like you weren't my son. So I am no more than another stolen relic locked up here until you might have use of me. Why'd you twist my words? You could have told me what I was from the beginning. Why didn't you? You're my son. I wanted only to protect you from the truth. It's a sad fucking scene. It really is. Because, you know, Loki's yelling at him and he's like on the verge of tears and Odin's obviously very upset. But the, it ends very oddly <laughs> with like Odin kind of just like passing out, kind of looking like he's having a heart attack or something. But then you find out that he basically just upset himself into a coma. Like it's very odd and confusing. Well, okay. So this is something I know about through comics and cartoons, Odin every now and then just goes into like a slumber, I think called Odin sleep, where he just kind of passes out for like an undetermined amount of time. Okay. I, It just kind of happens. Odin's out cold and Loki becomes acting king and he's like, for his banishment continues. And you know, the super friends have a problem with that, but like, whatever, they're boring. I don't give a shit. He Loki is by far, I feel like, the most complex character. He is, and I think I think they needed to play up either more of the mischief. Oh yes, we find out also that Loki secretly let in the frost giants to the kingly ceremony to just fuck it up for Thor. I think his plan changed when Odin falls asleep and he's like, Oh. Oh shit, okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I can become king? Yeah, because meanwhile, back on Earth, Thor eventually figures out where Mjolnir is and he goes to the shield base and he sneaks in there and tries to get Mjolnir, but he can't lift it. So he gets captured and he's like in a little holding cell 
and Loki appears to him and he tells him like that Odin is dead and he's the king now and you're so you're banned and mother has refused to let you return because you're responsible for Odin's death right Thor is obviously ashamed and feels horrible and they really play up like you know, I'm sorry, brother. And Thor's like, no, I am sorry, brother. And then... It actually... This scene, even though, like, why Loki goes there... Yeah. Doesn't really kind of make any sense. Except for, like... Well, he doesn't want Thor to try to come back anymore. I, yeah, but it's... This is a good scene for the two of them. Yeah. Because you feel, like, a genuine bond between them. Even though you know Loki's up to no good. And but, there's, like, tension between them always. But, but, like, you know that there's still love there. Well, exactly. That's the thing. And that's the thing about the two of them that has kind of always been consistent. Even though Loki's a mischievous bad guy, Thor still loves him. I also did like the scene where he does go to the hammer. Yeah. And oh, my God. We need to talk about that. Okay. So, when fucking Loki goes to see Thor, right... He leaves Thor and then he finds himself in the fucking room where Mjolnir is and he goes to grab the hammer and he starts to try to lift it and he can't. And I'm like, oh my God, I just realized how I want Loki's story to end in this fucking franchise. And I was just thinking like, oh my God, wouldn't it be awesome if there's some big battle and like Loki's a good guy now and like, you know, he's on the right side and he goes to pick up Mjolnir to like fight the bad guy or whoever that may be and he can lift it and I'm like oh I'm like wouldn't that be amazing and Scott looked it up and he in the comics has lifted Mjolnir yeah he's lifted Mjolnir a couple times ha I want that so bad for him I feel like that would be perfect that'd be like a perfect ending because like he finally redeemed himself though I do want to point because so when Ford does break into the space we do meet Hawkeye oh yes we get introduced officially to Hawkeye he's never called Hawkeye they call him Agent Barton yeah because he's Agent Barton right uh, but the thing is you have Hawkeye here with his bow yes and he doesn't take one shot no they're teasing us Scott they're teasing us but after Loki leaves Selvig actually shows up and kind of weasels his way into S.H.I.E.L.D. and gets Thor out of the base and says like oh he's just an associate of mine he's had too much to drink and him and Jane are bonding too and like she's very into him and his rock hard abs and he's very tickled by her mortalness like oh you're such a funny mortal you're so pretty and clever and like they're kind of bonding like I don't feel strong sense of chemistry between them really at all it seems more like lust It seems more like they want to bang, which is totally fair. I mean, fuck, any woman with a pulse who is straight would want to bang Chris Hemsworth. Let's be real. Any man who is homosexual would probably want to bang Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) So, like, nobody's mad. But (laughs) I I only get, like, a a lovey-dovey, like, genuine connection type feeling at the very end when Thor is almost at death's door, to be fair. And then he, like, makes out with her face before he goes back to Asgard. He makes out. <laughs> they with like her eat each other's faces. Face. Like that's a make out for the ages. I'll give them that. They can smack a good kiss on each other. But that's that's besides the point. They're not Anthony Hopkins. They don't eat each other's faces. <laughs> this is listen, Silence the Lamb was twenty years ago in twenty eleven. So he is long since being fucking Hannibal Lecter. Guy. Oh yes, Hannibal Lecter. I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs either. 
God I'm going to get mutilated. I'm sorry, people. I know. It's on the list. Anyway, back in Asgard, Loki has taken over the throne. Mwahaha. And he goes to the ice planet and he offers Laufey the chance to kill Odin and retrieve the casket of winter. Basically getting all his power back and having potentially the frost giants take over the universe again. Mwahaha. And he goes back to Asgard and Heimdall's like standing there looking very suspicious. Like, what are you doing, sir? And Loki's like, you must be loyal to your king and I am your king. Mwahaha. Lots of mwahaha's here. The super friends of Thor, you know, random Joshmos and Lady Joshmo. They go to Heimdall because they're very suspicious of Loki too. So they go to Heimdall and they talk to him. And they're like, we need to go get Thor back. We must go to Earth. And Heimdall's like, no, the king will not allow it. And then he slowly kind of walks away like, oh no, the bridge is left unguarded. Whatever will we do? And then the super friends go and fucking get Thor. I don't even know what the scientist people are doing. Like, again, I totally forgot Kat Dennings was in the movie. Like, she's nowhere, like, she's not even there to be, like, snarky and give not comic relief. Like, I don't know what the fuck. There's too many people in this movie that don't matter. But, um, the super friends find Thor. And tell him his father lives. Loki lied. Yes, which is a big point of contention, obviously. And then Loki finds out that the super friends left to get Thor. So he sends the big scary robot, which is called the Destroyer, off to Earth to beat their asses, I guess. And kill Thor. Yes, we want to kill Thor. <laughs> While all this is going on, he lets in the ice giants. And they freeze Heimdall. The ice giants come and they're about to kill Odin and then suddenly Loki turns on them? Yes, we kind of find out that his whole plan was essentially to please Daddy. He's like, I'm going to let the frost giants into Asgard and make them think that I'm on their side. And then I'm going to kill them in front of my father to save his life, quote unquote. And then Daddy will approve of me. I am Odin's son. Ha ha ha. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's a bad idea. It just seems the whole plan just seems convoluted. It really well, that's does. That's Loki, though, to be fair. It is, but, like, almost too much. Right. No, that, that's fair. Meanwhile, back on Earth, the Destroyer is there, and Thor's like, listen, I don't have powers, but you guys are sh- super strong because you're Asgardians. I'm a mere mortal, but I can help, f- you know, get rid of all the people and protect all the people and get them out of the area, blah, blah, blah. So the super friends are fighting the robot. And the robots beating their asses. And then Thor, just out of nowhere, comes back and he's like, you guys, go. Go back to Asgard. And we're like, wait, what? We were just, we're, we were fighting. What are you going to do? And he basically just, it, it seemed very, like, out of nowhere. And there was no build up to this moment. This magical, I'm going to sacrifice myself moment. He goes up to the robot <laughs> so stands in front of the robot and is like, Loki, you take my life and leave them alone. It's like, I feel nothing here. Well, Frankie, I have a question for I you. I feel nothing. That's I, that's the answer. Well, yes. But I have a question for you. What? What is the lesson Thor is supposed to have learned here? I mean, Odin originally brought him down to Earth because... 
he needs to ironically be brought down to earth like you know get your head out of your asshole think before you do stupid shit you know there's no clear lesson i guess that he learned in this well, movie i think i, I think feel what, like well odin is supposed to teach was tr- i think trying to teach him that his actions have consequences on other people other than him because as a warrior you go into a fight you expect to die right but well, like no, yeah. he went in and started the war which will lead to other people dying not him true okay I get so what that's what I, that's the lesson I feel like he's supposed to learn uh-huh and I don't feel like he learns that lesson right well like, I guess the sacrificing himself so the others won't die I kind of makes but like sense. how do you know if you if you if Loki robot kills you that he doesn't kill other people right like what is the per I don't understand I don't know it just seems unearned this like sacrifice moment like the the music swells and it's supposed to be this big moment they have Chris Hemsworth walking up to the robot in slow motion with a Dutch angle of course naturally and like i don't feel anything i don't feel any like oh my god thor like i don't care but he gets smacked around yeah he gets bitch slapped by a fucking robot and he goes flying in the air with the greatest of bees crashes on the ground and is almost gonna die and jane goes over and you know sits over him and is like oh my god no don't die and like at that moment i felt like the tiniest bit of like love or like or you know genuine caring between them and i i felt like my heart grew three sizes that minute and then it went away (laughs) back at the shield base mjolnir is like shaking and rickening out of the little hole in the ground and it flies up into the air and it hurls itself to thor and he catches it and it's supposed to be again this big moment that i feel nothing for except thor is back with his power but yeah, I, do. I didn't feel the magic of the moment. I did not, I, unfortunately. I feel like I know what you were trying to do, movie, but you didn't You didn't do it because you, you, you didn't. You rushed this. You, you rushed it. You rushed it and you overstuffed your movie with pointless nonsense, bullshit characters that meant nothing. <laughs> like, I feel like Kat Dennings had like three lines in this movie. She complained about her iPod. She said she was a political science major there for college credit. Yeah, and then she said uh, something about Pop-Tarts at one point because that's oh yeah. funny. Yes. And that was like, I don't remember like anything that she did that was like of use because none of her jokes were funny and she didn't do anything to the for the plot. So like, why are you here? Like, we could have erased you and just like gave your stupid non-jokes to somebody else. But I digress. <laughs> Thor kills the fucking robot. Whoop-de-doo. They go to go back to uh, Asgard to confront Loki. He tells Jane, he promises her that he will return to her. And then finally, I felt a little bit of genuine chemistry when they had their lovely goodbye scene. And again, as I mentioned previously, they eat each other's faces. And then I, I still I still have not felt the peak of chemistry by this point. It's more like lust, like Scott was saying. Like, again, just, just ravaging each other's faces. Like, they both ate bat salts before the scene. <laughs> but it's fine. The point is, Thor leaves, and he goes to Asgard with his band of merry men, and they confront Loki. Well, Loki is, at this point, basically pointed... Uh, their transportation system at the frost giant world and is destroying the frost giant world 
Yes, and this is another one of the like my favorite scenes in the movie where Thor and Loki are fighting back and forth physically, but they're also throwing words back and forth at each other where Loki is just like spewing anger and jealousy at Thor, but he also loves his brother. You can tell there's a lot of hurt underneath his anger. I never wanted this throne. I only ever wanted to be your equal. I will not fight you, brother. I'm not your brother. I never was. Which is uh, it's like really Tom Hiddleston's whole performance as Loki in general. Like there's a lot of evil and nastiness in the things he does, but you can also sense just an undercurrent of just genuine pain and hurt underneath it all. Which makes his character so interesting. But anyway, also Thor is coming back at Loki saying like, I'm not going to fight you. You're my brother. I love you. Da, 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 da. So that again is one of my favorite scenes because it is one of the only like genuinely emotionally compelling scenes. He does at one point during this knock Loki to the ground and put the hammer on Loki's chest. Thor ends up breaking the bridge down completely in an effort to stop Loki's plan to destroy the ice planet. And Loki screams at Thor, if you do that, you'll never see her again, meaning Jane. And this was the moment where I felt the pinnacle of chemistry between him and Jane. And Jane wasn't even in the fucking scene because you genuinely feel bad for Thor as he's beating the shit out of this bridge to try and save the ice planet as well as Asgard, really, because, I mean... If they try to destroy the ice planet, the frost giants are going to try to destroy them and it's just going to be fucking chaos. And it's just, you hear him apologizing to Jane and it, you feel really bad for him as he destroys the bridge. They have a very uh, Scar Mufasa moment where Loki is hanging off the edge of the bridge and um, he's like, brother, help me. <laughs> And it's like a reverse Mufasa scar moment because Thor goes to reach down and get him, and then it turns out it's an illusion. Well, well, that, that long live the king. <laughs> he does have that, but then after Odin finally wakes up and comes, Loki's holding on to Thor as they're both hanging off what's left of the bridge. This is sad. And Loki's like, "Father, I was trying to, you know, end the war." I did it for you, father. And Owen's like, no, Loki. No. <laughs> I, I didn't want this. And, and Loki's then, like, well, fuck. Fuck you. And then he lets, lets go. go. Yeah. And he goes off into the abyss, supposedly to his death. And Thor screams. No! I genuinely felt sadness, not just for Loki, but for Jane as well. And Thor... This is kind of the sort of epilogue of the story, I guess. Thor is trapped in Asgard, as are all the Asgardians, but he can no longer get down to Earth to see Jane, as he promised. He makes amends with his father, though, and he grieves for his brother, and he goes to see Heimdall where the bridge was, like the entrance of the bridge, and Heimdall tells Thor that he can see Jane down there on Earth, and she's looking for him. She's trying to find another way to get to Asgard and see him again. And it's like, aw. And um, yeah, that's how the movie ends. Also, Thor makes it clear to Odin that he has a lot more to learn. And he is not yet ready to be king. Which I did appreciate that much. That they didn't like end the movie on like, now I'm ready to be king, father. I have learned my lesson. And I'm like, oh god. But they didn't do that, at least. No, because I think Thor basically after this kind of gives up. 
ever wanting to be king. Oh, okay. When we get to like Endgame, Valkyrie is like, okay, Thor, are you ready to go to New Asgard and like, you know, be king? He's like, nah, that's not my thing anymore. You can be queen. Yeah, he was over it by that point. Yeah, it's true. So, of course, we end the movie on another awesome post credit scene with Eric Selvig, played by Stellan Skarsgård, being taken to a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and meeting the great Nick Fury, played by Sam Jackson. Fury opens a briefcase to reveal a very strange, glowing, mystical cube-like object, which we all know is the Tesseract, but we don't exactly know what it is just yet as the audience at this point in the franchise. I did find it funny uh, because he does mention, like, Fury, when he's talking about the Tesseract, goes, yeah, we found this mystical object that is both, like, out of space and out of time because it was in the past of Captain America, mm-hmm. but also came from space. Ooh, I was yeah. like, God, like, that was clever. Uh-huh. That was clever. But Fury basically says, like, we don't know exactly what this is, but it may have a whole bunch of power, power. untold power, unlimited cosmic power. Itty bitty living space. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, an invisible Loki appears next to Skarsgård and he prompts him to say that, that he wants to look into this magical object and see what, what magic it holds. And Selvig says just that and we know that something nefarious is going on with Loki. Loki is not gone. He is still with us. And um, that's how we end the movie Thor. Yes, and that was Thor. Um, it's a bit of a mess. It is a bit of a mess. I will say, though, I don't hate this movie, which is why I was kind of fighting with myself on whether or not to change my previous rating. I ultimately decided not to. I I rated this a two and a half out of five stars. That's what I had a rated before. I was considering moving it to a three because there are parts of this movie that I did like, but I I did realize that I, I think... It wasn't necessarily parts of the movie that I liked. It was the character of Loki that I liked. And I appreciated him more in this movie. And I feel like I can't totally change my rating of the movie based off of one character. That really I probably mostly like more just because of how he's been characterized and uh, evolved in projects after this. So I feel like I'm, I'm just I feel better leaving it as it is in my rating. So, 2.5 it is. Yeah, I knocked down from a 3 to a 2.5. A, a lot of things I do, I did like Loki's performance. Tom Hiddleston, I think, is actually really great as the character. Again, you could tell, like, they had multiple writers because you kind of don't know what to focus on. Yeah, it is kind of disheveled. A lot of things feel rushed. But you're like, this movie's kind of a simple story. We should have just cut some stuff out like like I get it you you kind of like Marvel's still trying to find their footing this is the fourth Marvel movie but like we're not quite there yet I think the next movie if my memory serves me correctly is where we get our footing and are ready to go full steam ahead in the MCU and we'll but we'll talk about that next month 
Yeah, I don't know if I would agree with that. Because I think the next movie we're going to talk about in our Marvel series, I think, also has its problems as well. But I, I would agree with you that it's probably better than this one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But um, next week, we're going to take a little detour into TV land. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, bitches. Last season, Scott actually introduced me to the first season of the cartoon series Avatar The Last Airbender. I did. We watched the first season and it was awesome. So we decided that at some point this season we were going to continue with that series and we are going to do just that. We are going to talk about season two of Avatar The Last Airbender. We are. Next week. And I'm excited. So until then... This has been Shoot the Flick. I am Frankie Sparks. And I am Scott Odinson. No. Oh, okay. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick. And check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our fiery, airbending movie adventure. You've been thunderstruck. Oh no!